Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode number 138 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is my favorite coffee. It's the only coffee I drink if I've, if I've got a choice. If I run out, uh, it's, a, it's a rough day, so I always try to order some to have some extra on hand. If you guys are looking for some awesome coffee that's roasted to order, that means each batch is roasted specifically for whoever orders it. Check out Couchtown Coffee. It's roasted by a local musician here in Iowa, and they'll ship it directly to your house and roast it to your specifications. Check them out at www.couchtowncoffee.com. Find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do, enter Audible Farm when you make your order, and they will give you 20% off. All you got to do is say, hey, Audible Farm sent us, boom, 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. This episode is also brought to you by the Broken Strings Foundation. Broken Strings has a goal of giving a guitar to one student in every school district in Iowa. They call it the 367 Initiative, uh, or the 367 Campaign, I guess. And uh, it's such a good cause. There's, you know, it's not like there's a shortage of musicians out there, but if there's any way we can give back in any form, uh, man, I just love it. You know, I taught guitar lessons for a while. And, you know, it just felt really good to show music to younger people. And, and, you know, when I taught guitar lessons, it was even older people. But, you know, this is one of the coolest ways to give back to the younger community and show them how much fun it is to actually play guitar and and just have fun with this. So check them out. Uh, I got all the links down below for them. If you want to make donations, you can make donations directly to them down below. Just find the information down below there. And uh, otherwise, they have the ability to help out a lot of people and it's it's going to be really really fun they throw events every now and then and it's it's just such a fun cause uh started by some great people so check it out all the links for that are down below so thank you very much broken strings this episode i'm sitting down with jesse wilson when we recorded this episode the two of us had just got done playing three uh roughly four hour shows each day during the weekend uh that i recorded this so we were a little worn out and you know as i record this intro i'm still a little worn out from doing all those shows but it was tons of fun and i figured you know what better way to sit down and and you know cap off the awesome weekend than to sit down with jesse and talk to him about it jesse's a singer songwriter he's been playing music for a while now uh, maybe a little over a year or so as a solo artist, um, you know, he has a history of playing a few other shows in a cover band back in the day, but it's kind of cool. I've been playing with him most of 2021 here, and it it's cool to see how far he's come in such a short amount of time. It's also really fun to see that he, he likes to try to incorporate other musicians, not just myself, into the shows. Sometimes he'll bring in another bassist. If I've got another gig lined up, he'll bring in a different guitarist to play leads with him. And, you know, it's it's that tagline I gave him. It was, you never know who's going to show up to a Jesse Wilson music show. So that's why he always calls it Jesse Wilson Music and Friends. We talk about that kind of stuff, you know, bringing in other musicians, uh, involving the crowd. Uh, even if musicians show up in the, you know, in the crowd to watch him play, sometimes during the break, instead of playing music uh, over the PA system, He'll let other musicians come up and play a tune or two during the breaks. So it's really cool to see him kind of progress, you know, to stand right next to him and watch him. And it's really kind of also cool to know that, you know, as, you know, as he's not really done, a, you know, like a million live shows, um, even though he's starting to really pick up a lot of dates, um, it's really cool to watch him progress over the last year or so since I've played with him, you know, and just 
the three or four months I've been playing shows with him, he's gotten so much better at doing what he does and interacting with the crowd. And, and we just talk about perfecting the live show and interacting with the crowd and things like that. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I sit down with my buddy, Jesse Wilson. And uh, yeah, this is episode 138 with Jesse Wilson of Jesse Wilson Music. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Today I'm sitting down with Jesse Wilson. Jesse and I have been playing a lot of shows lately together. And uh, let me adjust the volume just a touch. Do do boop 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 boop. All right, yeah. Jesse and I have been playing a lot of shows together lately, under the moniker of Jesse Wilson and Friends. Uh, you know, it's pretty cool that you got that moniker. You know, I kind of gave you the tagline of "You never know who's going to show up at a Jesse Wilson show," and that's uh, you know, it works beautifully for the Jesse Wilson and Friends because. Sometimes I play with you, and you've had other people play with you in the past. Um, you know, I've even played bass with you at a couple shows here and there. Uh, Dan Blair played with you. Uh, you know, let's see, Vince Beneshek played with you at a show. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, did a did some leads with you. Um, otherwise, you know, like we've been playing shows lately, and uh, the last one we played together, um, Alejandro Trevino showed up and played a couple. Rocked it. Yep. Um, pull that mic maybe a little closer to your face if you want. But uh, yeah, so I just want to sit down and talk with you and, and talk about some of the things that have been happening. Because the first time we did a podcast together, it was you and me and Clint, and you were kind of just starting to do solo shows. And um, after that, we did another podcast together um, in the same room here. It was after I just started doing some videos and stuff like that. But you were kind of just starting to find your footing as far as, a, you know, being a solo musician and things like that because being a singer-songwriter, and uh, playing some covers and things like that. Uh, I've done very, very little bits of singing on my own and playing acoustic guitar, and you're out there on an island by yourself when you're doing that stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I, I always just try to harken back to the whole thing where it's just like, this is this is Jesse's thing. I'm not going to make, make you recall it like, you know, Wilson and Stockdale or anything like that because cause it's all up Never to know. you. <laughs> Never know. But you're the one putting in all the all the heavy lifting on this, as far as I'm concerned. You know, you, you're the one sitting here at home practicing all the songs because you got to get down all these chord changes and get all the singing down and everything like that. And you know, it's one of those things I think to myself. You know, I like I said, I've done a little bit of it on my own, but it's not something I want to do. So hats off to you for actually going out and doing it. Well, thank you, man. Thank um, you. So yeah, another thing I've noticed is you know from some of the first shows I went and played with you to playing now is you're starting to like really dial in a set list that that fits the crowd really well um yep got plenty of material now so we can you know kind of cater to if we have to you know yeah yeah i mean that's one of the funnest things we played a show in stratford and it was the show was originally supposed to be you know like a four-hour show which um is some of the first podcasts i did i talked to people i was like how do you cover four hours you know because mm-hmm. all i was doing was punk band stuff and we're covering time. like maybe two hours tops you know, and I'm thinking to myself, four hours, good Lord, you know, it's like, well, you take a couple breaks and it's usually like three and a half hours or so, but right. we played that show in Stratford and we took one break and, um, you know, Nate and Eric, uh, some guys we met at jam night, they jumped up yep. there and played a couple tunes. Then we got back up there and, and we just never stopped, man. Just kept it going. They it, actually came with an envelope. You guys want to play a little longer? And we did. Yeah. Yeah. They, blast. Yep. Stuffed another envelope in there for you. And that was some of the funnest things ever. Cause it's like. I just looked at him like, if 
if you got enough material to cover this, I'll keep playing leads and, yeah. and doing the background stuff here. Sacrifice the fingers. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's wild because I never once in a million years thought that I'd be doing four hour shows. And then this last weekend, you and I did three four hour four shows, hour shows yeah. like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, and that was another one where Sunday was supposed to be two hours. And by the time we looked down and we were done, it was like, yeah. we just played four to almost eight o'clock, you know, having fun, man. And that's the thing though, you know, like we, it's when I first started doing this, I was, I was always looking at my clock, like how much time we got left, how right. much time we got left, how much time we got left. Cause is it time to take a break yet? You know? And it no. was always that kind of thing. I'm like, I'm nervous. Is this going to, is it going to work out? Is it going to be okay? And You're then bargaining with yourself in your head. Yeah. Like <laughs> just go a couple more and then we could take a break and then I'll go, you know, I'll go take a you know little break and, and, and go, Oh, my poor fingers or whatever, you know, but now it's to the point where like the last couple of shows we were playing, it's just like, you just look over like, you want to play some more? It's like, yeah, let's play some more, man. Having fun, man. Having fun. I think that's what it is, yeah. is actually where you and I are starting to get comfortable enough playing with one another uh, live, you know, where it's just like this. It's actually really, really fun. And the music is reflecting it, too, that we're, you know, jiving and doing so many shows. It's it's, it's putting out some good sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> pull that microphone up up to your face i know it's gonna be a pain in the butt to hold it in it's your heavy. face but <laughs> heavy as the hand but uh you know it, some of that i would definitely say is like i'm not necessarily a country guy so some of the first shows we were playing it was just like what do you know like we're just playing through songs I'm like what do i do with these songs you know do i do i blues them up a little bit or what do i do and now i'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable playing country style all over licks, the neck every you know time. yeah yeah that's the thing i was talking about that with matt woods in a previous podcast i'm getting good at moving up and down the neck a little yeah. bit better you know and I'm uh, getting a little more comfortable playing some country style licks or, you know, I, I'm not a chicken picker, but I'm getting used to right. doing some of those chicken picky style licks and things like that. And I get a little bit more comfortable listening to the country music and, and some of the songs are becoming more familiar with me. And, and we even put our own spin on them, you know, country per se, you know. Yeah, we yeah. Put our little swang on it. Yeah, and it's it's new country, it's old country, yep. but but it's not just that. You know, one of the things I think I like about watching you play live or playing with you live is the fact that you don't just play country music, right, you know. Right. So, uh, you know, like you started blending in like hip hop and different R&B and, oh, and yeah. things like that in there. And Help my originals have some hip hop verses on them. Yeah, yep. yeah. And that's that's another thing. It's your live music is not just the only thing that's Jesse Wilson music and friends. Every now and then you'll throw somebody else in new playing, you know, every one of your studio recordings is like, well, we got this guy playing bass on this and that yep. guy's playing yep. leads. And, and this song you co-wrote with Scott Kirkhart and that one's got James Tyler in it. This one's got Cal in it. And, yep. you know, it's, it's really cool to have, you know, some of those hip hop guys jumping in and doing some of your tracks with you. And I just don't want to ever be boxed in on something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get, yeah. Get creative, get out of your comfort zone, get creative. Yeah, that's you know that's what it is too. I uh, I think it's kind of fun. Just like I said, you know, when we were playing in Stratford, it didn't matter. There was older people, younger people. There were people there wearing you know your uh, uh, rhinestones and the whole nine yards, and they were line dancing. Yeah, yeah line, line dancing. dancing with you to some of those older country songs. And then you were busting out some new country songs, and the younger people would get up yeah. and start dancing around in front of us. And I think some of that has to do with uh, I mean, you and I were talking about it, but like we played, and I'm not trying to like you know, say this place is not as good or whatever, but we played at Antlers and Antlers doesn't have the capacity to put a couple hundred people in it, you yeah, know? Yeah. So we were playing to, you know, a few dozen people or so. And it's just like, it just, the energy, it just felt like you were a little zapped out there. And, and then we went the next night to Stratford and played at the just Copperhead di- Saloon. Total different yeah, atmosphere. Different atmosphere, yeah. different building. The place was bigger. We got to use a bigger setup while we were there. Um, you know, I think we ended up using 
just one of the towers at one of the speaker oh, towers yeah, in, in antlers and then in stratford we used the whole full setup i brought an extra cabinet to fill the room had it cranked up too yeah it was it was it wasn't loud but it was you know it was, it was clean loud it was nice yeah it was really cool it was kind of cool to have that be like an availability to us and you know i just it's that show in stratford was kind of eye-opening for me because it was it 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 made me realize like you and I do have the ability to cover that much time. Yep. And even if you have to use like a little cheater sheet on your, on your phone. Yep. And I was thinking to myself like, Oh, well you should know all the songs by heart and know all the lyrics. And then the more you and I go to shows, can we pal around and go to shows together? It's like, well, that guy's using an iPad to play half of his songs. And this guy's using an iPad to play all of his songs. And, so. and because the set list is ever evolving, I'm constantly learning a new song. So I have a little cheat sheet until I learn a song. Then then I don't have to look at it no more, you know? Yeah, and it's yep. not like the cheat sheet's bad. I know some people will look down on it, but I also know other people that, like, that's all they do is play cover band stuff, and they're like, I always use a teleprompter to tell me what song, like what words to sing, because it's not yeah. like, you know, I got better things to do than memorize five hours worth of lyrics, right. you know? It's a lot. It's you know, a lot. it really is, you know? And there's nothing against people that use the cheater sheets either, because when I, I did a couple live shows, I used, I didn't even... <laughs> I didn't even put them on an iPhone or an iPad or anything. I brought in sheets of paper oh, and yeah. put them on put them on a music stand. So I kicked it super old school when I was doing it. But I'm gonna hit a button real quick. You got it, yeah. Um, but it's one of those things I always think to myself. You know, it's there's no right or wrong way to eat the Reese's of live music, and it's you know it just is what it is. And I, I think it's really fun to we go to the jam nights together and play with different people, and you kind of get the it's always fun. Yeah, you get the ability to vibe with different people. So, Heck yeah. Uh, what are some of like your favorite things about some of the more recent shows we've played? Because, like I said, this last weekend we played three shows, and the weekend before that we played a couple, and then we played, you know, a weekday show at Sneakers here or there, and then you know we did that weekend where we were in Clare and then Stratford. So, what are some of your favorite things about going from one venue to the next and figuring out like about yourself and playing these live shows or tailoring your set list to the crowd, et cetera? Sure. Um, I like learn. I learn something from every show, I think, and uh, just try and get better every show. Uh, Stratford was just incredibly rocking. Just I don't know the people dancing and everything. When the crowd gets into it, we 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 tend to turn up a little bit more, you know. But I just love being busy now and just staying busy, doing what we love, having fun, man. Just having a blast. Yeah, you yeah. know, it really is that. It's, some of it is the crowd because, like, the last time we played at Stratford, I said I don't know if it's. It's something in the water. I don't know if it's the wait staff. I don't know if it's the venue, the people that come to this show. I don't know if it's just the fact that we're out of town, you know, yeah. a little out of our comfort zone. So we're sure. down there. And if we turn it up a little bit when we get out of town or what it is, but we are reaching out too. we're going to Centerville, Centerville next yeah. weekend. Yeah. Might, I mean, Chips. we might as well be in, might as well be in Missouri. We're going to be so far south, you know, <laughs> it's pretty far down there. It's a ways down there, you know? Yep. And I mean. I'm not against driving to play live music. I've driven a long ways to play live music before and other bands I've been in. So, um, you know, it's it's fun to play a different style of music than I'm used to. Because I grew up playing, like, punk music and, and metal music mostly. Right. And then I just started, like, doing a lot of blues stuff. And uh, me and Dan Blair played some blues shows here and there uh, very you. sparsely. And, you know, that was something I realized, like, oh, I can incorporate a little bit of my blues into what you're doing. And what you're doing is, like, you're kind of, like, rocking up these country songs, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it all kind of just mushes together into something that's a unique sound, you know. And oh, yeah. So uh, who are some of the people you've, like, helped network with, you know, to help kind of figure out where you can go to play these shows or who's been putting in the good words for you and things like that? Man, Mr. Adam Whitehead's been putting in a good word for us down south everywhere he goes. So that's kind of how we got hooked up with Chebs. Mm -hmm. And then in return, I mean, 
I put him on up here with bootleggers and put him in touch with sneakers. He's been coming up here regularly. So people like him and Scott Kirkhart getting up on like broken string stage with all the talented musicians was just incredible. Both times it was amazing. Definitely those two guys have been a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Scott's one of the, the nicest people. I'm wearing his uh, 367 campaign oh, shirt yeah, right now. Strings. So, you know, that was another cool show. I didn't partake in that as a, as a performer. I didn't even have to do anything at that show. I was just like, maybe I should take some video. No, they got somebody they pay to do video. It's like, maybe I should take some pictures. No, they got professional photographers. Yeah, yeah. Sit and back it, and enjoy. Yeah, and then it was like, maybe I'll play some. And I was like, nah, I ain't going to play anything. <laughs> you know, there's plenty, of, there's plenty of musicians in here. I'll let everybody else take the stage, you know, and... Somebody said, "Well, maybe you should walk around and interview people." I'm like, "Nah, you know, it's whatever. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kick back and enjoy it." And that was a fun, fun show. It was awesome to see all of you guys going up there Nashville style and doing the. Everybody's kind of playing their own tune, and every now and then somebody would throw in a couple licks on a song, or oh yeah, everybody got to jamming up there. Yeah, somebody else would like, oh, I'm gonna pick up a harmonica and play some harmonica to this tune or whatever, and um, you know, I'm I would go through and name everybody, but I, I don't, want, I'd hate to miss somebody. Yeah, see here. I think I could, I could probably name everyone, but once again, I'd hate to be that one, like leave one person out. Be like, Danny Grouse, Corey Waller, Neil Anders, Scott Kirkhart, you, Jesse Wilson, Clint, Clint Randall, and Jeremy. Jeremy over, yep. nailed it. Yeah, so I, yeah, okay. So I could have named them all if I really, really like thought about <laughs> it, but that's the other thing. There was some other people playing in between there, too, that played a couple tunes. And, yep. And uh, I think uh, Nate and Eric might have gone up there and played Scotty a little bit. Or, Scotty sang a song, too. Scotty Rockstar. And, you know, those are... A lot of that stuff, I think, like Scotty's been playing music for a while and singing. So I've, you know, I've seen him around for over the last ten years or so. You know, singing tunes and yep, things like that, and, and and Jeremy is as well. And you know, when I first started coming around playing my own um, leads on top of other people's stuff or going to jam nights, you know, Jeremy and Clint were some of the first people I ended up meeting. And oh yeah, Jeremy for sure. I knew him a lot, for a long time. Yeah, I I remember being in a band in high school and Jeremy was in brutal republic i mean he always has been he is brutal republic yeah. but uh you know it's he invited us to play a show with him once and it was just like can we just play all you know punk covers or something and he's just like you got any originals and it's like well we got one you know and it's like i don't know if we'd fit in and all this other stuff so we opted out of playing that show probably should have just played it just for the fun Heck of yeah. it but um you know the punk band i was in in high school we didn't play too many live shows really i mean They'd, they'd ask us like, Hey, can you come play like 4th of July at the swimming pool? Or can you come play like the one, like one of the shows we played was like the one year anniversary of the Bradgate tornado that like destroyed oh, yeah. Bradgate. So yeah, we played that, that and, and donated the money back to them for that. And it was, you know, it was pretty fun. It's, it's, it's quite a bit night and day difference. And you were in a cover band before. So what do you think about the difference between being in that and then going out here and actually playing your own tunes and mixing some country in there and being the front man and doing the singing and all that other stuff? Man, I was I wasn't a cover band. Dirty Thunder. We had one original song. It was "Break These Chains." We don't really do that one too much, but no, you have played that we, song we will, before. Yeah, we'll definitely do it. When my cousin Chris was singing, it was amazing. Uh, I was lead, not lead. I was rhythm guitar, so I do a little backup and rhythm mm-hmm. on the old Gibson. But it's kind of a different ball game having to, you know, stand up and play for one, learn the lyrics, learn the new chords. But it's all coming together. And I found out every time I'm got out of my comfort zone, it's something good has usually happened. So I'm almost trying to toe that line quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's nerve wracking when you start doing that stuff for sure. I still remember the first show I went and played with you. I was playing bass and I was just like, oh no, this is going to be interesting. (laughs) You know, like, what is this going to be? Because I'm I'm primarily a guitar player. I do play some bass, but like uh, for a while, like um, 
Brad usually plays bass at the jam nights, but for a while Brad wasn't coming, you know, and then it was yeah. just like, well, I guess I'll be the guy bringing the bass. And then yeah. Owen O'Brien started showing up Take to the jam out. nights and, and it's just like, Owen. all right, Owen's going to be playing bass now, you know, and that's another cool thing is the last show we played. Um, Sat we, down with the set uh, bootleggers on Sunday. Yeah, we played at bootleggers uh, on a Sunday show, which is, you know, a rarity. There aren't too many su- Sunday shows available to people to play, but place was packed. We oh, had it was perfect. It was great. It, we were. I was scared it was going to rain. I was honestly like super scared. I had blankets in my car and everything to cover stuff up if we needed to, you know, quick. And but yeah, Owen was there. It was really fun to have Owen up there playing with us because he he joins us every now and then when we play shows. Yep. If he's got the ability or the uh, I guess availability, he's got the ability. Talented young individual. Yeah, yeah. And that's another one where uh, he's got to get out of his comfort zone because he's so used to playing like Primus style licks and all these like really. Yeah. I call it like bass banjo you know it's like you're it's like you're playing the banjo but you're playing a bass guitar and so he's gotta like i want to say dumb it down for us but he's gotta you know throw it back to a little bit more basic bass lines instead of going all over the neck and getting nuts right but it does take a lot of pressure off me where like sometimes you'll be singing something i'll have to tag in between lyrics and sing right well we had three four hour shows this weekend yeah we're pretty shot come sunday my voice i don't know if you can hear my voice but it's not all there (laughs) yeah yeah definitely uh you know and i think we did really good though honestly if it's the first time we packed in that many shows and as much time as we did and and once again like you get up there and you start playing and once you're having that much fun it's like you almost don't want to stop yeah that bootlegger show was just kind of like Oh, we're done. Right, we're we're right. already done. We had you know? plenty of time. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's like, well, we almost we got three and a half hours into that show, and and only took like one or two breaks, like, and they were yeah. short breaks. I remember the one, <laughs> the one time we were at a uh, bootleggers and we were taking a break, and we were like three minutes into this break, and this little girl walks up and she says, "Hey, will you play more music?" And I said, "Go ask the big man over there." And so, <laughs> and so, the lady and and her little daughter, I think it was her daughter, anyways, yeah. she's just like, "Hey, will you play some more music? My daughter wants to hear you play." And you're just like, "We're going up right now." And <laughs> we just we just stopped and turned around and went right back up on stage yep. and started playing more. You know, and, I'm a sucker. <laughs> uh, you know, and that was, it was tons of fun to play more music for her and watch Heck her really yeah. enjoy it. You know, and. If it's not for the adult, you know, people that are there, it's for the kids, too. Because we've played, you know, mixed shows where it's not just at a bar where only adults are allowed in, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, Kid-friendly stuff. Yeah, you know, and, like, that bootleggers one was kind of like a reception for uh, a funeral that yeah. happened. So there was a very mixed crowd there, older people, younger people, uh, you know, regular bar patrons, and everybody was there. I feel just, like we fit in with all of them. Yeah. And yeah. So, once again, some of that comes back to tailoring your set list or picking the uh the right amount of songs or the right songs to play at the right times and things like that so uh you know like let's run down some of this stuff like what are some of the what are some of the older country songs that you play oh like a little david allen Coe with a ride play some johnny cash yep and you yep. got got some like 90s country in there as oh, well yeah, we got some toby keith should have been a cowboy do some uh zach brown band we do Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the one I always yeah. throw in there. Travis Tritt. Yeah, we do a little bit of everything. We did a little Brooks and Dunn last time at uh, Stratford inside. That was line dancing material. Yeah. Neon Moon. We killed that one. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Moon, you got uh, New Country, Nico Moon. Nico Moon. Yep. Cover yeah. him. Good yep. time. Yeah. I mean, there's. So we got like country from like, you know, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, all the way up through now, pretty much. We're yep. playing a little bit of something from everything. And then the other end. Yeah. We got a little Yellow Wolf. We got a little. Uh, what is it, 369? Little, little John. Little John on the east side, boys. Yeah. We throw them out there. Yeah. I mean, 
the last show we played, you had some Sublime you were playing. Yep. And then, you know, uh, we had somebody come up and they were just like singing along with us. And you, all you did was you just like leaned the microphone over to them oh, and, yeah. and let Justin them start. Up, yeah. yeah. Let him start singing it. And that's, I don't know. That's just so much fun when you can get the crowd involved to do stuff like that. He too, said though. that after that. He's like, I see why you guys do. Everybody was locked in up there on that one. You had a good time. Yeah. That was good. That's the other thing. It's not just about. Uh, I mean, I was talking with Clint about this. Um, you know, you and I went to that El Rey's um, live and die. Yeah, El Rey's. What do they call that? It's like the writers' circle. They oh, call yep, it. on Mondays. Yeah. And so we went to that once and played, and we met a guy named Michael Husky, and and even him and I were talking about that the other day. Where, when you're up on stage, you're not just a musician. You're also you're an entertainer of sorts. You know, yep. and whatever you can do to bring the crowd in and get the crowd involved in, absolutely, it's uh, it helps out a lot. You know, things like. Uh, either pandering to the crowd or taking requests um you know because that's something else you do where it's like doing more of that lately yeah and i mean that's where the cheater sheet kind of comes in handy where it's like well give me a second i'll see if i can look this i know that song let me look it up here and i'll find the chords and we'll just we'll give it a whirl you know somebody's night they'll remember that stuff you know exactly you know and that's the other thing like um using the cheater sheet uh i was i'm just gonna call it that because i don't know what else to call it it's just my phone (laughs) yeah you like pull up an app and you can like look up songs and it has you know this is the approximate chord progression and and lyrics of what's going on and you can use that but like has your spot reading like on the spot improved from beforehand till now because like you know beforehand it was just like we got to memorize this stuff and then show up and play it from you know memory and stuff like that and now it's Someone will be like, "Can you play this George Strait song or whatever?" And you're sure. like, "And you're like, man, I don't know." And you look it up, and you're like, "Let's give it a whirl." You know, I still don't have the perfect angle figured out for my little phone. If I had an iPad, maybe it'd be a little better. But yeah, yeah, I think maybe like the only thing I would say was like uh, a lot of those times it's underneath the microphone. You right. know, so you'll, you'll if people watch and you'll have the microphone here and then your cheat sheets down here, mm-hmm. so you're playing and you're like looking down, right? Which is kind of beneficial, but at the same time, like if I was doing it, I would put it above the microphone. Right. Um, cause I don't really have to look at my hands if I'm playing open chords and things like that, but I give it a try, but you know, it, I guess it is six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. When we were playing with Scott for, um, up in Stratford, Scott Kirkhart came and oh, opened yeah, up that up. show yep. for us. And, uh, you know, we put in a good word for him and, and then they watched him play and he went, they were just like, ah, oh, this guy's cool. Yeah, you know, I loved need, him. yeah, we need to get this guy back here. But Scott's is like waist high. And I think that's just cause like his is just there, uh, in case of a backup type situation. Right, right. If he needs it, it's there, but he doesn't right. really have to have it. So see the whole song on one page. Yeah. yeah oh my yeah, gosh. Having yeah. an iPad would be nice. Be awesome. You know, I mean, I have an iPad, but I don't. I guess I should probably, maybe I should just bust that out and start using that. I don't know. Maybe, but. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But that's the other thing is when, when you're singing, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not the front man. I don't sing any songs, you know, I do background vocals mostly. So getting in the backup vocals lately. Yeah. I, I, you know, I honestly have, um, doing the private party that we did this last weekend was something that kind of like, you know, like I said, I, I brought it sometimes and, and I, I sang a little bit and then there was that one time at jam night where that one lady shushed me. Cause I, you know, and it's like, that's whatever, you know, but yeah, shake it off. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what it was. I mean, it, it took me months to like even get in front of a microphone again, you know, cause it was just like, man, I must suck. So I better just quit singing nah, forever, you know, and <laughs> comfort zone thing. Remember? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, I just got, I just got to remember that and I got to get after it. So, yep. but uh, you know, I, I think about that kind of stuff where it's like, we played that private party and everyone was so just hyped up and inviting and, and oh, loving yeah, everything that was going on. And there was even a, a couple songs where like, I just biffed the solo where it's like, 
is it in this key? And I started playing. It's like, oh, all those notes were horrible. And then it's like, you go to the next, it's like, oh, it's in this key. And then it's like, no, it's not. And then it's just like, whatever, we'll just go back into the chorus again. I'll figure it out by the next time we Don't come Don't be around. too modest. You had a fan club by the end of that, chanting your name. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the fun part was it was just like, <clears throat> I think to myself like, I wrecked a song and now everyone's that's all they're going to remember. It's like, no, they don't. They no. remember they remembered the two hours prior where you're killing it. Exactly. And the one song, I'm, if I laugh it off, everyone else will laugh it off with me, you yeah. know, and it doesn't happen all the time. But, you know, every now and then a sour note comes it's out. Live but. music, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So what are some of the biggest struggles you found? Like uh, now that you're more comfortable on stage and, and playing, what are some of the bigger struggles that you found while you're still, you know, going up there playing live music? Hmm. And I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, man. So I guess, like, for me, it's <clears throat> for me, it's definitely just doing background vocals still. Like, I can sing and hold a note okay. Uh, I do a lot better if there's somebody else there to help me along with it. So if you're singing, it's like, oh, I just got to match what he's doing or try sure. to try to, like, match what he's doing and then move around it a little bit, you know, so I can, like, do some of that stuff. Um, you know, know, I'm just getting more comfortable up there. Like, the songs on my phone that I have to look at, those are the ones that I, I worry about. Cause I don't. I want to sound good. We're building our set to just be rocking the whole time. Next one's gonna be a banger. Next one, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's the ones I'm like. That's what I stress about the most is just doing good on the songs that we don't have memorized yet. Yeah, I would say. So like, uh, I guess the next question for that would be like, uh, do you plan on like memorizing like 400 different songs, or are you gonna end up just keep bringing that cheat sheet with you just in case? Or I'll probably, since the set list is ever evolving, you know. Yeah. I, I, I don't think a guy could memorize. Maybe they could if they're original stuff or whatever, but I don't know if I'm ever going to memorize five hours or six or, you know, material wise. Yeah. I mean, if I think about some people, I could probably do that. Maybe like maybe a Jeremy Ober, maybe a Chris, maybe a Chris Carr. But those people are, you know, Jeremy's someone he's only a couple years older than I am, but he's he's already 20 years plus into playing. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, and you think about Chris Carr, it's like Chris Carr's probably been doing this 40 or 50 years, you know, so he's. He's, you know, they've been doing it a while, so they've had more practice. They've I got mean, more once shows. The, once the song's locked in, like you, you don't really don't forget if it's really locked in and you like the song. You've done it so many times, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep that mic up close. No, oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, my voice is not helping that either. No, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, the private party Friday. I forgot the set list. I forgot one thing. It was the set list, and we did like three, at least three hours with. Out of set list, maybe maybe peaked it. We made a random one. Yeah, and when we got there at halfway the, through, yeah, at the very very end, the last break we took, it was just like, all right, now now I'm running a blank. So yeah, what, yeah. what what can we play? Yeah. So, but that was the other thing too, where it's I always think to myself like, we're gonna play this song, and I'm just like, I don't know this song, you know. And it's like, <laughs> but by the time we got to that private party, you were just like, what what song should we play next? And I'm just like, how about this one, you know? And yeah. then and like some of them, I don't I don't know the name for them. Like with the song that kind of goes like this, or yeah. like what about that one that's kind of like a little bit hip hoppy or whatever? And you're like, oh, this one. I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. So you know, and then like if you're like, what should we do next? I'm like, you got any originals left? And you're like, oh, I got a couple. And it's like, well, let's play one of them. You know, so we're getting some reps in, and you're starting to show definitely. Yeah, yep. and uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things about playing country music and things like that is uh, whether or not I want to. There's a few songs that I'm starting to like. You know really enjoy playing uh even growing if, on you yeah even if i wouldn't listen to it live or something like that um i mean uh, the obvious one that i could like point out would be like just about anything by tyler childress yeah um i <laughs> never in a million years thought i'd be a fan of his work but now it's just kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. doesn't matter who i'm playing with if it's at a jam night if it's 
this song or that song it's just like yeah that's a that's a killer song i'm a fan yeah we do like three sometimes (laughs) yeah yeah you know and uh i mean follow you to virgie is like the first song of his i ever heard i don't know if it's probably the first song a lot of people heard of his or whatever it's maybe one of his more popular songs or or maybe just his most popular song amongst us plank live sure. you know because white house road's pretty good yeah i mean you and i play that song clint plays that song there's a couple other people around that play that song every now and then and i mean we've been playing a lot of different shows the more i sit back and think about it you know we've been playing we played a show in uh waterloo we played iowa city we played a few different places here in town yep. finally got to hit up on stage at shiny top you know and that's, that was fun that's another cool one for me is like getting to go on the stages that I've seen so many different people play Heck on, yeah. you know. And Very cool. It's really kind of neat because, I mean, I think about like Shiny Top, and it's like, well, I've seen Jeremy play there. I've seen Clint play there. I've seen the Blue Ribbon Ramblers play there. I've seen Matt Woods play there, yeah. you know, and you go up and down the line. I've seen a lot of different people play there. And you know, one of the coolest things about that show, I think, was the fact that um, one of your first times you played live anywhere, you were at Shiny Top watching Clint play. Yep, yep. And Clint was just like, "Yeah, there's another musician in the house. Uh, Jesse, get up here and play a couple tunes." He's awesome for that. He's he's definitely cool about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get you up there and get your, you know, get your feet wet. Yeah, and I don't think I would. You know, I I point at Clint and Jeremy Ober and probably also Chris Carr as the three people that like inspired me to do this. You know, uh, Chris has always been really positive with me, and and Jeremy's always been really encouraging. I used to go to the the Patty's Pub jam nights, and I would just. I just like hide in the back. I'd bring a guitar and just like sit in the back right. in the corner. There's like heavy hitters there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking like your Scott Dolls and your Dean Davises Nervous. and everybody else. And it was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll just hide back here. And if he sees me, I'll go up there, I guess, right. or whatever. But of course, it's Jeremy Ober. He's just like, oh, I think we've got another musician in the house. Uh, Peter Stockdale's back there. Why don't you get on up here and play a couple songs? <laughs> it's like, oh, no. He nailed your Jeremy Ober impression, by the way. <laughs> the voice of God. No, but he's, he's so, I mean, it's, it's, he just encourages me to get up there and, you know, and he's not one of those guys where it's like, you suck, get off the stage. You know, if you, if you're having a rough go of it, he'll, he'll walk over and be like, give it one of these numbers or, or try it out in this key or do some of this or whatever. And it's like, right on. yeah, all right, cool. You know, and he's, I, that's something I learned from him was how to be tactful. Um, and I think some of that comes from the fact that he gives guitar lessons. So he's, he wants to build people up sure, and help yeah. him. He's not there to, to tear people down at all, you know, and. I think one of the first jams I ever went to was at uh, the second floor of the Eagles or something. Yeah, yep. I was scared to death. Went up there and played like a CCR song, and it was full band, and they were all probably like Patty's guys, talented, and they yeah. were very welcoming, and I sucked. I'm very sure I sucked, but they sat through with me, and I had a blast. So Yeah, that's some of the funnest things ever, too, because like some of the best advice I ever got for playing live music came at jam nights, you know, and it's, it's a lot of it's on the fly, you know, um, I've said it a million times over on the podcast, but I'll point at, point at it once again. And I'll even call them out this time because I usually (laughs) don't say who it was, but I was up there playing one time and I was just like, I was talking with Scott Dahl and I'm like, I don't know what to do when I get up there. Like, and he's just like, just stay out of the way until it's your turn to get in the way and then get in the way. There you go. It's like, ah, you know, like, like I said, I've said it before. It's just like, is that mean? And I'm like, no, that's good advice. That's pretty good advice. It's pretty good advice. You know, like, uh, and that kind of taught me how to like properly do solos and things like that. You know, uh, if I go up there and I'm, and you're trying to sing and I'm just trying to shred and bend notes and going all up and down the neck, yeah, it's like a little well. distracting, you know, yeah. that's what it is, you know? And then it's like, all right. So if I'm going to do some weird solo bits, 
make them really basic and really really simple um you know when the solo is time to shine that's when you start doing some goofy stuff or doing you know starting to bend notes and and do lots of trills and triplets and other things that are going to stand out a little bit more and you know i was talking to uh nate craig with this at another jam night and it's it's just kind of one of those things where like if you're going into a song and you're trying to play background stuff and you're out there just like all over the neck already and then it's time to solo it's like where can you go from right there? you've been all over it yeah. yeah if you're already at 10 where do you go from there right you know you can't go any higher than that unless you got an amp that goes to 11 right. a spinal tap <laughs> owen still hasn't seen spinal tap no <laughs> no he's young i'll cut him a break oh you know he's young right but we'll go back to that shiny top gig you know you and i playing at shiny top and it was kind of cool like i said i've seen so many different people play there and i've been to a lot of shows there and then we're up there playing and who shows up clint riedel and it's just like you know we're only playing two hours we don't have to take a break you right. know as a matter of fact you know if we're only playing two hours now i'd prefer we don't take a break right. you know no, we, we can don't, handle we it. don't we don't have to take a break you know but it was just one of those things where it's like ah, clint's here clint you want to come up here and play a couple songs so it's yeah it's kind of like you know payback you know uh in a nice way to to get him back up there Heck during yeah. one of your shows because that's what he did for you yeah he might played a couple songs didn't he yeah 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 like you played a, at least a couple but it was one of those things where it's like you know you didn't you didn't have to give up some of your stage time to clint but he did it for you so why not do it for him absolutely and it's not like he needs the extra exposure sure. but why not though you know there's some people that came there just for you and it's jesse like well, wilson the, and friends yeah why not let them see clint and that's once again the jesse wilson and friends thing you never know who's gonna show up you know maybe you'll let somebody else play like the first time we played at stratford you know, Nate and Eric went up there and played, and it's just like, oh, there's a couple of musicians, and it's just like, you guys want to play some stuff while Heck we go on yeah. break? And they're like, yep. And it's like, get up here, then you know, you're yeah. you're on, you know. And Vino just randomly showed up to bootleggers. He came up and rocked out. We had a blast. Oh yeah, it was so fun. Oh man, Good time. Uh, I gave him a bunch of crap. I was like, man, you're going to show me up here, you know? <laughs> but, you know, it's I'm starting to get more comfortable with my own playing, too, where it's just like, well, Vino's got his own style. Everyone's got their own style. Oh, so, sure. so even if I can't play like Vino does, I play like I do. And guess who can play like I do? Probably nobody, you know? So it's one of those things. It's not like I'm the greatest or anything like that, but it's... You got the job. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's... I think that's one of the things about being comfortable is with what you're playing is it's just like... Well, you're not, you know, you're not finger picking and doing crazy stuff like that. But at the same time, who's playing the acoustic and singing like you are? Right. Nobody, you know. Really? You know, nobody's doing it. You know, I can't do what you're doing. You know, I mean, I Jeremy Ober can sing and play guitar, but is he doing what you're doing? No. No. You know, who's got the set list you got? Nobody. You know, so it's like you start to think about those kind of things and it's just like, yeah, this is this is its own thing. You know, it, I, it's getting exciting too. uh anymore like people are starting to call me to book shows like we're getting private parties we're gonna book a float in in july at twin lakes so it's getting exciting yeah i believe Having you got fun you pulled in a rag gig somewhere too i believe if i'm not mistaken um, oh yeah moreland is still we're, we're gonna find out moreland possibly yep. yeah so there was i mean there's things in the works which is kind of crazy you know and i i think that's kind of the the goal of it all like when you're first starting out you're just you're just trying anywhere to play any shows you know it's like I'll, you know, you go to support your buddies, and then they're like, I'm going to take a break. And it's like, wait, you want to come up and play a couple shows? It's like, yeah, I'll go ahead yeah, and play a couple you, songs. Yeah, you on New Year's. Yep. Definitely. You know, so, and that's that's one of those things. You just start to realize, like, hey, yeah, I'm going to, I'm starting to get some people realizing what I'm doing and enjoying what I'm doing, you know. And 
like you said, the private parties or you never know who's going to be in the crowd at a show. You could be at bootleggers and somebody that owns another bar could be there, you know, or I'll, I'll point at, you know, Nate at bootleggers. Nate goes to a lot of your shows at yep. other bars, yep. you know, so he's going to other bars and watching you play, you know, and he also goes to a lot of shows himself and finds different musicians. And he's like, this guy's cool. I'm bringing him to bootleggers, yep, you know, happened with Michael Husky. Yep, Michael yeah. Husky. And that's another cool thing, too, is like you never know who you're going to run into. You know, you got all these cool people with all these cool s- stories, you know, and we met him three and a half hours away from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I th- you know, I think he was a ways away from home, yep. if, if I'm not mistaken. So it's it's one of those deals where you kind of meet in the middle and then. You know, Michael ended up coming up to Fort Dodge and playing a couple shows. And, and rocked it. Yeah, he yeah. played at Sneakers. I mean, we couldn't see that one because we were at the at a show ourselves. But then we played, um, we played on Saturday, and we got done earlier in the day, and we got we we had just enough time. It's like, oh, okay, catch a set at Bootleggers. Yeah, yeah. as well as cool things where it's like you and I could have just went home and been like, ah, we played five hours, we're done. You know, right. but it's like, no, let's go check out another guy. We Heck saw yeah. this guy before; he's real fun. And, and so you get to watch what other people do on stage too, and you can kind of incorporate it. Like we said, you can just go up there and play music, and then just be done, you know, and yeah. never never talk to the crowd. But you and I are starting to get a little bit more comfortable interacting with the crowd. Where yeah. um, one of the things in Stratford, it was just like we were doing like it was a bike run for um, Angel Ride, the Angel Ride. That's what they called it. But it was just like who came from the farthest away, you know, and then. You know, some guy was just like, I wrote in from Germany. And it's like, I don't know if he is actually we like, you win. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he was from Germany, but like, it was just like, wait, you rode your motorcycle from Germany. That's impressive. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, you, so you, start, you start to just hem haw with these people or whatever. And someone says, are you from Humboldt? And I'm like, yeah, I'm from Humboldt. And me too. And it's like, well, I feel sorry for you, but at least we got out of town. Right. You know, <laughs> so, small world. Yeah. It's, it's real fun to have that kind of stuff going on. And then before you know it, like we were talking about that with that Humboldt thing and someone from across the, it was like, I'm from Humboldt. And it's like, Oh crap. There's a couple people from Humboldt here. And then yep. we, we took a break. Come to find out. I actually went to school with that gal that went to Humboldt. Really? And I was just like, Oh man, I didn't even recognize you. <laughs> but yeah, it's really fun to, to go to these shows and start to see what other people are doing. Like, uh, Michael Husky would play like obscure songs and he's just like, if anybody knows who this is, I'll buy you a beer. That was pretty cool. You know? yeah. So, you know, he's doing things like that to try to get the crowd interacting with him and, and get him involved. And he was a pro. He's, he, he's good. You could tell he knows what he's doing, yeah. you know, at least interacting with the crowd. And that's, you know, something I, I'll probably touch a little bit more on with him more on. I'll touch, I'll touch on that more with him. There we go. That's better phrasing. But, uh, <laughs> You know, it's I, I hope to get him on a podcast here soon. So if you guys are intrigued by any of those stories, uh, stay tuned for that in the upcoming weeks, maybe. But you know, it's really fun to sit down and, and talk with him about those kind of things because I I like to bounce these ideas off other entertainers about what they do. You know, like you and right. I went to sneakers and saw Jeremy play, and we can see what he's doing on stage. And we've been to enough jam nights, and we've seen Clint play live enough. We can kind of see what he does. We can kind of incorporate some of our oh, favorite yeah. our favorite bits of what other people are doing. I think in there. it's a big melting pot, all of us, really. You know, you know, it really is. I've said it a million times over on the podcast, but this area up here is easily one of the most supportive. Um, you know, when we were done in Stratford, we name dropped a few people. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. You, you should get these people down here. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. like uh, you saw Scott Kirkhart. If you like him, you'll like this. And if if you're into more rock and stuff, you like this guy. You yeah. know, and if if you like singer songwriter stuff, you like this guy or whatever. And that's what it's about, man. Supporting each other and yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, and it doesn't mean like we're the best. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like, are we are we the most supportive? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But you know, this is the crowd we've interacted with, and there's 
you know, there's about six or seven different groups of people up here that play that are, are really supportive of what one another are doing. We go to each other's shows if we're not already playing other shows. And, and like I said earlier, if, if one of us is done at eight and somebody else is playing, you know, go catch you know, seven to ten. Man. Yeah, go catch the end of someone else's Absolutely. set, you know, because it's, it's just what we do. And that's some of the, the funnest things to do is to play shows and then you don't know somebody's going to show up and they show up. That's awesome. You know, it's always, always awesome when friends show up man yeah once once again vino at bootleggers that was awesome had no clue he was gonna be there just bopped in i don't even i don't even think vino lives in fort dodge anymore i think he lives i think he lives in des moines you know but you know he's got family up here and he's got friends up here into town he saw my snapchat story and bopped in that's cool that's cool uh you know and that's another thing i uh for like marketing and things like that uh i never realized how powerful like i'm always just like you gotta post this on your your facebook jesse and you're just like okay i will but then i always forget that like dude you got snapchat and the snapchat stories and your facebook stories and all this other stuff and i was like yeah i guess you could do that too so i started like sharing some of the events on the on my facebook stories and it's it's wild so many people are just like dude i saw this on your facebook story it's like i i personally never ever look at facebook mm-hmm. stories but you don't know who's looking at them yep. you know instagram stories same they deal on instagram too yeah. i don't have personal instagram i do have the audible farm instagram and you know every now and then i'll share stuff like from there but i you know i just try to leave that for podcast stuff and you know maybe i should get a personal instagram i don't know maybe maybe, maybe not you know but like or maybe i should download snapchat again and get snapchat again i don't know but like, I like snapchat for advertising i think it's it's, it's worked pretty good it, it seems to work really yeah. good actually and you know <laughs> i will say though i did download snapchat the other day again and got on it and then just like saw all the messages people sent me and just opened them all up and then just deleted it again <laughs> away i go you know but oh that's why i deleted this yeah yeah well i don't know it's just I had I just got tired of Snapchat. I got tired of having all these social medias and just always checking them and and being on them. Just like soaked up all my time. So I ended up putting like time limits on my social medias because yeah, so, especially having the podcast and the band. And then I'm playing with you. And then I played a couple shows here and there with Clint. You know, and I play shows with whoever's gonna like you know ask me to play with them or go to right. jam nights and things like that. And it's just like I. I if I, if I want to get other stuff done, I got to get off social media, you know, and unplug. Yeah. And I th- <laughs> think that's something I'm still learning how to do is balance it correctly. But well, when you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the funnest shows you've played at? Um, maybe not even with me, because like I said, you've played you played that show with Vinny and I'm sure that was tons of fun. You played you played with Debo before you played with me, Debo being Dan Blair. And even like some of those shows, it was just like, hey, if you want, you can come play bass with us or whatever. So I got to like some of the first shows I ever played with you, I played bass. Yeah. I you remember know? that. So what are some of the funnest, funnest shows you've played at then? Honestly, they've been lately. Uh, Stratford is probably one of the top ones when we played there that night. Yep. Um, the private party that me and Dan did for the, a crawfish boil here, boil here in Fort Dodge, which I think we might've just booked this year's at bootleggers. So yeah, we'll, cool. be, we'll be doing that again. That was a good time, man. That, I don't, Stratford was probably my top one. That was that was the best show. It was like a culmination of things that night, man. It just all fell into place, and I felt like, yeah, we should probably keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, like we said, it was like night and day difference. You go from a really small bar in a really small town to a, a, a saloon and grill slash restaurant that's starting to book shows. And, and Stratford's not a big town either, but it a lot of people from the smaller towns around there go in there yep. to – you know, to eat there and to enjoy music or drink or whatever it happens to be. And, you know, that was one of those crazy things where I walked in there and I was loading gear and I'm like, 
oh my god this place is packed you know couldn't even set up at first it was so packed they're so packed in there and then (laughs) and then eventually they had to just like they were just like you guys are you know it's you're still supposed to start playing at nine and it's 10 till i think we're just gonna have to start moving people and it was just like whatever you want to do i don't want to tell people they have to move you know so and they started moving people around and moving tables around and gave us space to play and yeah, you know, good time. I I like to think about that too. Like some of the funnest shows I think I played with you um, would definitely. I mean, I've only been playing with you like five or six months here, but it's you know the first show I played was a New Year's Eve gig at Timbuk Brew, and that was fun. That was really fun too. That was tons of fun. I was super nervous. I brought the bass with you know, and <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. Yet. No, we were still trying to figure out what what was going on or how we were going to do stuff. And that was one of the nights where we realized like. Well, let's, let's like put it this way. Like Clint play if he's gonna play a duo show, it's Clint and Brad. Yeah. And Brad, you know, is the bass, bass and that you know makes the rhythm that Clint's gonna follow and stuff like that. And if he needs someone to fill solos, Brad plays some solos. Sure. Doesn't have to have somebody play solos, but if he wants to, boom, Brad's there. Mm-hmm. You know. And so I was like, well, maybe we could duplicate that or whatever. So I'll bring a bass just in case, you know. And then it was, and that was a cool show because Nick Earhart just rando showed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I saw you guys were playing. So it's just like 20 miles away. I just swing over. And it's like, he should have hopped up there with us on the bass, Wait, he right? should have, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, you know, once again, we were just finding our feet. We were just figuring yeah. out what we were doing and stuff. And, you know, I, I always think to myself, like, if I was really insecure i would just be like no this is i'm playing with you it's my show you know nobody else gets to play with you you know but it's like yeah. somebody else is there it's just like i don't care come on up you want to play my guitar you want to play the bass you want to i mean like i gotta you know if owen's with us play owen's bass i don't care you know like like when vino showed up it's owen's like here's the bass and i was just like no 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 he's playing the guitar i'm gonna go sit down and enjoy this you know and i'm starting to realize that i enjoy watching other people play yeah. you know and it's some of it might just be the fact that I've played enough shows with you now where it's just like, let's see what somebody else can do with this. Sure. Like we've been at jam night so many times. It's like, yeah, here, play my guitar or whatever. Come up and rock. I'll sit down for a minute and yeah. enjoy the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's really fun to think about how far we've come as far as like you and I just playing as a duo places. Cause like I said, it's like, should we just copy what Clint and Brad are doing? And I should play the bass. Cause I could do bass solos or whatever. And then we, that night at Timbuk Brew, I played mostly electric guitar, and then yep. it was just like, you know, we can actually fill up a lot of time with leads and things like that and do it that route, you Take know? some pressure off me and works out. Yeah, and you know, like, um, having you sing take and play the rhythm guitar takes a lot of pressure off me because it's just like, well, all he's playing, you usually play through the opening chords once, and I'm just yeah. like, and I just like watch you, and I'm like, all right, he's doing this, yep. these are the chords, it's in this key, and then I'll play a solo, and I just like lock those it's chords in my brain. scientific, actually. <laughs> I lock those chords in my brain, and, and then when you start <laughs> singing, it's just like, all right, now I'm playing background, you know, and it's like, he's playing open chords, I'm playing bar chords, or I'm playing different stuff higher up on the neck or something, and I'm trying to not necessarily double what you're doing but play kind of what you're playing but play it a little bit differently or add a little bit of different you know right sizzle to it or whatever the heck it is but you do put some sizzle on (laughs) (laughs) but i was you know like that was my biggest fear was just like if it's just you and i how are we going to keep the rhythm and then you got the beatbox that you use the looper yeah yeah and and that actually you know there's some people i might turn their nose up at that like you need a real drummer or whatever you know but there's also the people that are not paying attention and all of a sudden they hear a beat and then a rock and song and they're like locked in they're like what is going on right yeah, now yeah there's been a lot of people that when we're, we're like all right we're gonna take a break we'll be right back and then all of a sudden somebody walks up like what are you doing with the drums and like how's that working mm-hmm. and you're just like it's this thing and you're like yep. there's like that is crazy it's like it works out we kind of got it dialed in with we got a, that mixer you saw me 
we got her dialed in pretty good now. We got the bass all figured out. So yeah, I mean, when I when I first thought like I'm gonna play live shows by myself, and then I you know I buy extra gear. You know, I bought a cheap mixer first, then I bought a little bit more fancy one, and then I only ended up playing a couple shows ever. And it's like I don't ever use this mixer, and it's it's got effects all built into it and everything. It's like I might as well just sell it to Jesse for cheap and just you know just it's working here nicely. we go. Yeah, and it works. And I, the fun part about that was I already knew how to use it, so it's yeah. it's not too hard to. And now I'm halfway comfortable, you know, using it now. Yeah, I mean, you'll dial stuff in now, and yeah. it's. I mean, that's the other fun thing is like you and I are both constantly learning um, off one another to tr- to get these things done. And I mean, Absolutely. not just learning off one another, but learning off, once again, all of the other people around the area, you know, kind of seeing what they're doing and, and maybe tailoring some of our stuff. Like I said, you just, you borrow some of your favorite things from some of the other people and just toss them into your set or whatever, you know, you or whether it be a song, whether it be equipment, whether it be crowd interaction, whether it be uh, the way you guys, presence, yeah, all of the whole nine yards. And I don't know, like another thing that's kind of makes it fun is like you and I didn't really know each other too well when I first started playing with you. You know, it was just, it was some guy at jam night and you were just some guy at jam night and it's like, you want to come play some bass or whatever? It's like, yeah, sure. But now you and I are comfortable with each other where we can like stage banter with each other, you sure, know, yeah. we can give each other a little bit of crap here and there, you know, and it's, it's. I'm one of the, I'm I'm a little sensitive, you know. So like I don't I don't like when people give me shit or whatever. But like you know now it's kind of just one of those things where you and I can give each other a little bit of crap and we can kind of you know oh it's all good get away with it and smile about it you know so but I pity the fool <laughs> like I don't know I always made the joke like there was the one show you and I were both wearing flat build hats uh, and I was just like we're gonna get tattoos across our abs and just FBK for the flat bill crew you know <laughs> <laughs> and you were just like you were like ah no like, <laughs> you know so uh, but that's good stuff but yeah I mean it's uh, I mean you're a little bit country I'm a little bit rock and roll you know it's yeah. uh we we have two different styles they mesh together well and like you and I have talked about it before too where like I've, I was in a band before where they'd be like you know you, you're not this enough you're not dressed that enough you don't you don't have facial expressions like this you need to change your shoes because they don't match I'll just picky about everything there is some truth to that there is some truth to that like I'm not gonna go up to a Jesse Wilson music show and wear like a 3xl shirt and sweatpants you know, and like and like new balances that are all grass stained from mowing lawn all day. You know, like shout out to all the dads across America. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, you know. If you can shred and get away with it, go Heck for yeah. it. But whatever. But you know, like I, it does make me pretty happy to like be able to play in a place, you know, with a, a person that isn't gonna just like overly judge me for like looking a certain way or acting a certain way. You're not like trying to like mold me into this thing that's just like you gotta wear cowboy boots and you gotta have bedazzled butt jeans uh, and like you're hard know. to mold you into what I don't I don't even know what the mold is yet. So we're just yeah. we're just kinda having fun and learning as we go and Yeah. Yeah, I mean that comes back to the set list. The set list isn't it's not like we're just playing like, oh, this is we're all we're playing all this old we're playing Reba McIntyre and George Strait and Alan Jackson. It's not like all just one thing, right, you know. Right. It's it's a wide variety of stuff. I mean, like you played Brown Eyed Girl the other night and it was just like all right, cool. This is yeah. neat, you know. And uh, yeah. there was another song like I that's the thing, is like we've played so many different songs where it's like I think we were looking at the Antler set and you played a song and there and it was just like this would be a fun song to play and then you start playing and uh, we were just watching some of the video back oh, yeah. here and i was like nice you know and i'm starting to throw a couple songs out there like if you like this song it's not terribly hard maybe we could give it a whirl and like one of the songs i guess i could point out would be like white snake here i go again oh, yeah. still a little rough around the Working edges <laughs> um but when we played it at stratford 
It went down nice. It went down nice, yeah. you know, and and some of that comes back to like, well, we played it Friday to an empty crowd, yeah, and then we played it Saturday, and once you have that, like, well, we played it last night, and oh, yeah. you know, you get that chance to be like, okay, I remember how this goes from yesterday. Now we can do this differently, and you could do that differently, and it just kind of mushes together We're into learning, something awesome. Definitely learning every show. <laughs> that's especially that's, with the GoPro now. We were starting to video that really like. Maybe I won't be so jumpy around on stage, you know, because I see myself looking like I'm all hyper up there, you know, so I'd chill out a little bit. Yeah, I might need to change my facial expressions when I solo because if I'm not making funny faces, I just have this complete dead face where like my <laughs> tongue's almost hanging out and stuff. And I'm mean, like, that's the other thing is I'm starting to realize like how I interact with people or like you on stage. I was saying like, we'll be talking to each other and sometimes I'm not even looking at you. I'm just like looking at the ground, just like, yeah, this or whatever. And it's, yeah. maybe I should like make a little more eye contact when I talk to people or, you know, like... <laughs> Me and Owen were starting to pal around a little bit on stage, and like not all of that was caught on the GoPro and stuff. But you know, it's like one of those things where we can like banter with each other and give each other a little bit of crap here He's and there. Very witty. He's. You better have a comeback ready if you're. You're, you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, you might have to have two ready if you're talking to Owen because he's he's always got bang, something. Bang. Yeah, exactly. And you know that's some of the funnest part about that too. I probably shouldn't cross my legs. Uh, you know that's one of the funnest things. I don't know why I said that out loud, but uh, <laughs> that's one of the funnest things about uh, nobody's watching the video. Live television. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it's one of the funnest things about playing with Owen is it like gives me a chance to be like, oh, this is what the kids are doing these days. You know, <laughs> I still think of myself as a youngster, but it's like and he's rocking Primus. I mean, what are the kids listening to Primus these days? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's his running joke online. Is he's just it'll play like post a song online and somebody will, or something and someone will be like nice primus shirt and he'll just be like they suck you know like and it's like clearly they don't but and it's he just rocks them yeah you know <laughs> he's playing primus songs or whatever wear the primus shirt or or whatever it is you know and i think that's also the fun part is like you know like i said you you have played other music other than country but you know like country is kind of what you lean into a little bit when you play live and you know like i for the most part, like played like punk and metal growing up. And, and those were the two bands I was in previous to, to playing with you. And I'm still in a punk band. The metal bands kind of fizzled out and I think that's reformed and everyone kind of went their own ways. But, um, you know, I, I started playing like some blues stuff here and there, you know? So I like bring some of that in a little oh, bit, yeah, you know, and, nicely. and Owen's got that like weirdo progressive bass stuff that he's starting <laughs> to do, but it, I have to like change what I'm doing just a little bit to fit what you're doing. And then Owen's got to change a little bit of what he's doing to fit what you're doing. And then not only that, but then you're starting to realize like, Oh, well Pete's going to take a solo here. And you're, and you're starting to realize like, well, if, if Pete's really feeling it, I'm just going to let him go another oh, round yeah, with it, like, you know? Yep. Don't so, shut it down. Keep it going. Yeah. And, I mean, that's another thing where like, sometimes when I am feeling it, it's just like, Oh, that was good. You know? And it's not like I'm sometimes no, it's good. Start singing the verse and, Damn you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's really fun too when you start to like really feel that kind of stuff and the songs all just really start mushing together exactly perfectly where it's just like you can t I mean we've played enough together now where you can f you know when I'm starting to wind a solo down even, yep. you know yep. where you're just like oh he's going back down to this part where it's this is feels like the ending of the solo is coming and you're you're kind of like letting it happen organically as as I'm starting to figure out or like I'll be like usually he lets me go one go around this round and then the next time it's this or like on an intro it's yeah, just like we're definitely starting to dive with all that stuff it's yeah getting to be a lot of fun yeah and i mean like when we bring new people in it's it's really fun too like if like the time we let vino come in vino plays more leads than i do usually you know and it 
did it, it fit perfectly you yeah, know it was awesome and so it wasn't you know he didn't step on anyone's toes and when he was playing leads that shouldn't have been busy they weren't busy i mean vino obviously knows what he's doing but absolutely but you know and that's another thing where we'll get up there and it's I'll be playing some stuff and and we're having fun on stage and people can see we're smiling and laughing and I just like look over at Owen when we're getting ready to fucking oh there's a profanity we're getting ready to like play some stuff and I'm just like Owen take the lead on this and he's just like no and then I'm just like I just don't click on the boost pedal and just like look at him like you're doing it buddy and And I kind of step back like I'm not gonna sing (laughs) (laughs) someone better solo and I'm just like looking at Owen like do it you know and he, that's awesome he, he gives it a whirl you know and so, sometimes he's just like i'm not doing it on this song it's like all right i'll i'll, I'll take over here or whatever but well, back to your rock and roll band and stuff you're talking about you were in like some of our best covers that we did and uh, i was in a cover band called dirty thunder was like killing in the name mm-hmm. uh what else cochise by audio slave i mean those were some of our crowd favorites and that we love so i'm not against uh, incorporating some of that stuff too yeah, I mean, once again, we played a White Snake song, so yeah. like you're starting to mix in the '80s rock. I mean, it's oh, yeah. there's I don't think there's anything off limits. I mean, we might have to change the tagline for Jesse Wilson to "You never know what you're gonna hear at a Jesse Wilson music <laughs> yeah, show" because yeah. you never do. I mean, a couple of, a couple of shows we did, I even got up and you know sang a couple of songs, and it was you know because like I I prefer playing a couple different bluesier songs or whatever you know, and yeah. um you know I mean we kind of nixed that because they don't always go over very well because it's it's like a flip-flop it's like the other side of the coin it's like well now i'm singing and jesse's playing rhythm or whatever but the the rough part about that is it's just like well now i gotta sing and then play some leads and then and then do all this other stuff and it's like ah we'll just what we've got going on now works well enough you know but um you know like there's been a couple songs where like a couple times where we go up on stage and like the one time you had a, a cable that went out and we didn't know it was your cable we thought it was your battery or something on your oh yeah acoustic so it was just like all right, well, we'll dial my guitar in like this and hit this pedal, and now I'm playing the rhythm, you know, and Jesse's just doing the singing until we get to the end of the song and he can dissect what, what went wrong. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I, th- I think the issue was the cable on that, on that night because, like, you're singing, and then it gets to a part where there's a solo, and you, f- and you quick flipped out a battery and had everything plugged back in, and it didn't work, and then it was just like, all right, well, I guess no, this, we're screwed. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is how we're going to go until the end of the song, you know. And yeah. Once again, it comes back to getting comfortable enough playing with one another where it's like, you can start to realize what's going right and what's going wrong and, and how to fix it and things like that, you know, and, and some of that comes down to like, uh, setting up the gear even, you know, or mixing it correctly. There was, it's all new to me. I never messed with the mixer till this go around. So I'm learning as we go. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've dinked around with one, but I haven't had to do it this intensively before, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, you just turn that. You want that? You just turn that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> And that was another thing too. Was like uh, I came over here one afternoon to your place, and I was just like, "Well, what we can do is uh, we'll just get like a a piece of paper out, and I'll write down like uh, I'll make a little picture. Like this is what a channel would look like, and if you plug it in here, then you do this, and this is what this one does, and if you do this, this is what this one does. And then it's just like if you're doing vocals, maybe mix it like this, or if you're doing your beatbox, maybe mix it like that. And I'd never mixed a beatbox before, so we had to figure out what was the best way to do that. Like. This is too bassy. This is too punchy. This has too much high end, you know, or whatever. That paper still comes to every show. We don't look at it every time now, but it still comes with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, like I said, I'm even learning how to do some of this stuff because, like, I sang some background with you here and there, and then after a while I just quit. And then I was just like, all right, I'll start singing some more background with you. And I think the last time I picked it up was at Shiny Top. And at that show, I, was, I mixed everything a little bit different for my mic just to see what would happen. 
and we get done and there some were some effects yeah there's some people that were just like i couldn't hear anything you were saying it's like oh, okay so i can't turn the mids down that far mm. you know so or something like that you know you start to we're figure out learning. like yeah you know it's not like it's bad but it's just like you just start to figure out like at this show this particular thing didn't go as well as it could have improve it for the next show acoustics you know are different everywhere we go to you know we gotta dial that in too so uh yeah you know. the first time we played at stratford it was inside in one of the biggest rooms we've ever played in yep. and then all of a sudden it's just like the next time we played outside and it was just like oh man we gotta make all this stuff yep. hot yep. you know we gotta we gotta mix this hot you know where the private party was literally like the, in stratford we played in a tent yeah an outdoor tent but at the private party we were just in a yard open area and that was one where i figured out like oh we're gonna have to make the mic really hot oh, yeah. that way you don't have to like yell into it because you start to lose you lose the sound it just like disappears into the yep. air like it's up in the trees and gone thank goodness, thank goodness it wasn't windy friday that would have been bad oh yeah <laughs> oh man especially with all the dust that was oh, there man. <laughs> that's another thing i start you start to learn like what do i need to bring to the next show it's A like big mat yeah uh an extension cord extension you know cord, tape yeah. duct tape you know just you start to see these weird things where you're just like I play guitar. Why would I need to play, you know, bring duct tape, you know? And then, <laughs> yep. you know, when we played at Bootleggers, it was like, well, if we put everything here, here, and here, we're going to need duct tape to keep the cables tripping, over, over yeah. there, you know, or whatever. And so, so you start to realize stuff. And like one of the things I'm realizing, like, I mean, I should probably start bringing like a rug with me. You never yeah. know. You never know when a rug might come in handy or something like that. Or, you know, um, I got some rugs spotted too. I'll show you. All right, yeah, I was <laughs> something we need to snag up some rugs or something like that. But I think that's some of the funnest things about. Uh, oh man, we already got an hour in here. That's some of the funnest things about doing all this is just like learning as you go and figuring out what you need to do to to improve things. And and like I said, I started picking up my favorite things from from other musicians around the area, and I'm sure you've done the same. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things being like, uh, I, I use a, a PV Classic 30 as an amp. You know, I got that idea from Chris Carr. He was like, this is a workhorse amp. It's it's simple. It's versatile. It does pretty much anything you need to, need to do from, like, country to blues to rock. Perfect. You know, and it's like, <laughs> neat. Oh, let's pick it up, you know, and I, and I got one. and You can lug it in pretty easily, in and out. Yeah, you put it in one one hand, and in you come, you know. And then it's like, <laughs> if the show is a big show, it's like, well, you just get the extension cabinet underneath yeah. of it. And then I, you know, I learned the hard way at Stratford, like, if you're going to bring the extension cabinet, Plug it in. P plug it in. <laughs> well, I was, we were playing this show in Stratford, and I had that thing cranked. And I'm like, How there's two speakers here. It should be pushing so much air. And then at the end of the show, I was like, I didn't plug it in. You know, <laughs> so, so you start, just started to realize some stuff. Or like even like the mains you have, or you you know, we use powered mains. And I was like, someone was saying one time, where like, it sounds clearer on this side of the stage than that side. And so like the next time we went and played settings the show, I was like, up. oh, the settings are different on, yeah. on these two. So I adjusted the settings and then someone was like, ah, it sounds great. And it's like, all right, cool. Perfect. You know, it's just, you just start to figure out what you got going on right, what you got going on wrong. That's so. why it's exciting. Every show I feel, I still feel like almost every show is getting better. So, cause we're learning something every show, I think. Yeah. Whether, yeah. whether equipment, how to interact with the crowd, songs, everything, yeah. um, everything, everything, you know, and I mean, we've played some shows where the payout's really good. We've played some shows where the payout's not really good. We've played some played some shows where where there's a lot of tips. We've played shows where there's not a lot of tips. You know, yeah. and it's like it just is what it is, and you start to realize which places you want to come back to and which places you might want to book more sparsely or or maybe you don't book like 
you know, seven shows in a month in Fort Dodge because I yeah. might get a little tired of yeah. you or whatever, you yeah. know, and and then you start to figure out like, well, this place is kind of our home base, you know, and I would call like, I would call bootleggers our home oh, yeah. base, you know, that's a place where we can play every other week yep. and the, the crowd will still love it, you know, and you bet. good times down so, there. you know, and that's, that's just is what it is. So, uh, uh, online, you got all sorts of stuff. You got new songs coming out. You got, uh, what's the next song you're going to be releasing? Stiff drink, probably Stiff drink, uh, me and Scott Kirkhart co-write, uh, Coming real soon, we're hashing out the date, and we'll start plugging it online really hard, advertising for a couple weeks, and then we'll probably drop it. So Nice. Hoping to drop that one before Crash My Crater. That would be awesome, yes. Yeah. That would be awesome. That's the goal. That's the goal. So otherwise, yeah, Crash My Crater, that's going to be uh, in Manson. Um, I don't know the date off the top of my head. My phone's across the room. but It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think Corey Waller in the Wicked Things place, Scott Kirkhart, and Nico Moon is headlining. Oh, God, yeah. Yep. I, I keep forgetting it's Nico Moon's going to be there. Yeah, you, bet. Know? you bet. I'll so, be there. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Maybe Jess will even get pulled up on stage to play Stiff Drink with Scott. You never Ooh. you never know. You know? That would be awesome. It would be kind of fun. I'm not, Maybe I'm just trying to put that out in the universe to see if it happens. You know, Speak it into existence. Yeah. Does that mean I'm going to get up there? No, I'm not ruining that. Ho- you know? <laughs> hopefully I have my voice by then. <laughs> <laughs> so you got new songs coming out. You still have other songs that are already out there still. Um, everything, if you can just search Jesse Wilson. Jesse Wilson Music, all yeah. my socials. Yep, that's uh, at Jesse Wilson Music. It's pretty easy to find. He got it all nicely organized. He, uh, he got... Thanks. Shout out Peter Stockdale for helping me organize. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I, that's the other thing. is like I think to myself, I've spent a lot of time working with the Three Finger Betty band, you know, trying to get all that stuff organized. Still sucks that the social media page went away and blah, blah, blah for Facebook, but... You know, I start to realize like, well, if we have all the names are the same, it's easy to find. And then you can, if you want to like make a sticker, you can just put your at symbol underneath the sticker or yep. something like that or whatever, you know, or if you need a logo, hit up a graphic designer, they'll do it, you know, and you and I found out like, Hey, if you want somebody to take pictures of you, you can, all you gotta do is ask, you know, just it, give them money and they take pictures. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. You want somebody to take professional pictures, find someone and pay them money. You know, and it's yep. like, get, can you and I would it have been nice to have the money in our pockets? Yeah, but at the same time, like, are we going to have pictures if we kept the money? No. no. So, yep. you know, and it's, I mean, Bree's been taking pictures oh, at yeah. shows, so it's kind of nice to have, you know, somebody in our uh, circle that comes to the shows start taking pictures. Yeah, so it helps out. It really does, you know, and I, like the last show you made a Facebook event page for and the picture on there, I was like, that's a pretty cool picture. Bree, did you take that picture? She's like, yeah, yeah I took a lot of pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. It's, it's like you had to find the one where my face wasn't all like, open mouth and drooling right you know mine too don't worry yeah <laughs> that's the other thing i started to realize when i started taking pictures at shows they don't all look good so you better take a bunch <laughs> to find out which ones do that you know and we got some merch coming too soon we'll have shirts black black tees and uh white v-necks of course jesse wilson music logo oh sweet catch, white v-necks. A, catch us at a show pick one up or we'll figure out an online store or something yeah i'll help you set up an online store there's you a few bet. different places you can do it um if anybody's looking for online stores, you can do uh, Big Cartel is, is a popular one amongst artists. Otherwise, a lot of bands do the Bandcamp. Uh, I think Shopify is one that a lot of people are starting to use now, too, as well. So there's a few different avenues you can go. Um, I don't, off the top of my head, know what the rates and the ex, you know different expenses you have to pay to put any of those up there. But I know a lot of those will offer free you know, online stores for you, or you can do like the long route and put everything on Amazon or something or create your own, which might be tough. I mean, I know people that do good selling merch, just making a Facebook post, you know, right. once, once every other week or something, right. just said Venmo me or whatever, and put your information down below and I'll send it to you, you know, so you can do it without, 
you know, using fees to take away from how much income you might have or whatever. But or you can come to the live show. Do the live shows are the best. <laughs> Every time I'm at a live show, I always think to myself, no fees, no shipping. Uh, it's less of yep. a headache for them because, like, whatever, you know, they don't have to ship stuff and then worry about the fees of purchasing stuff online or anything. You know, and it's like, I, I'm i not wearing my Scott Kirkhart hat today, but it's just like, Scott, hat, hook it up, you know, and you see him at a jam night and boom, hat. You awesome. Know? Matt Woods, same thing. I went to a Matt Woods show and it's just like, Matt, I need some stickers. I need a hat. You know, and he just, here's money. Here just go, take yeah. it, you know, and. I like wearing other people's stuff at shows, you know, too, because it's just, just like, uh, you know, I wear like my regional rock hour shirt to a jam night or whatever, whatever it happens to yeah. be, you know, just, I like giving everyone else the shout outs because Heck yeah. I don't think you and I would be where we're at if other people didn't help us no, be where we're not. at, you know. It was pretty cool. Jeremy Ober was wearing a Clint Riedel wiener dog shirt in the music video come back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was one when I first that saw him awesome. have that. I was like, where did you get that? And he's like, I got it off a dead guy. And I was like, like I don't want to. Okay, cool. You know, like, but that's the other thing. If you want, you know, Clint Riedel shirts, you better get one when they have them because they're gone quick. I was wearing that Blue Ribbon Ramblers sh- shirt at the, the show in Stratford. And somebody saw the picture and asked me where I got it. And I said, it's gone. Very cool you, shirt. You ain't getting any more of those Blue Ribbon Rambler shirts. They're gone. You know, like maybe they'll do another run of them, but, you know, maybe that comes back to you and your shirts. I don't know how many you're going to end up ordering, but a lot of us can't afford to go order 100 shirts and then right. wait to sell them all. You know, you might only have 20 or 25 shirts sure. or something. So, like, they might go boom like that, you know, and it's like, do you want to just keep making the same shirt over and over and over again? No, it's kind of boring. So right. you might just get a different design, a different style of shirt. You know, like you said, you know, V-neck whites, and then maybe the next ones will be black with a single T-shirts, yeah. You know, single color, you know, or this one's cotton or that one's unisex, you know, like cotton poly blend or something. Absolutely. You know, you, know, you never know. Maybe Jesse's going to do socks or something. I don't, I don't know what he's got going on. <laughs> we'll but, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, so keep your eye out on all the socials for jesse wilson music um appreciate that. you know it's it's one of those things i i never in a million years thought i'd be playing four hour shows i never thought i'd be playing this many shows i never thought i'd have the ability to get paid as you know as well as i'm getting paid to play shows and you know i used to always think like is it justified to pay these people as much as some of them are getting paid and then i started actually doing what they're doing and i have to say yes 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 uh you got to show up at least an hour early to these shows to start setting up. And then you, then you tear down an hour later yep. and guess what? You got to drive an hour one way to get there and then drive an hour one way back. And it's like, before you know it, it's like, we had a 10 hour day, it's you part know, of the big machine. Man. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of that stuff that even I, as a musician myself, forget about. Cause like I said, I play, I played in punk bands and a lot of that was just like, we'll show up the shows, you know, nine to midnight. So show up at eight 30 and if you're not first, you just sit and wait, and then you just haul all your stuff up on stage at 10, play for 40 minutes, and then haul it all off stage and put it in your car, and you're done. That's wild. You know, so, like, yeah, exactly. It's completely different, you know. Um, so, like, my setup was all set up to be a way where it's just, like, I have to hook all my stuff up as fast as I can and then get it the hell off the stage as fast as I can for the next band. And I've heard, like, even, like, some of the hip-hop shows, like, the artists almost have to pay to be on those bills yep that's crazy depending on what kind of shows like and i've been involved with some of that um a little bit myself too with the metal band a lot of those are pay to play and i guess you know some people like that some people don't i guess i I understand the the benefit of some of that too though is the fact that like we've played some pay to play shows where it's like you have to sell x amount of tickets or whatever to in order to get on the show just to be there but there's so many people there for the headliner it makes sense to be there and how do you recoup your money on the back end? You've got to have merch. Merch, yeah. you got to have something to put in the people's hands to send them home you with. you got to have a set as well. Uh, a set that's going to be <laughs> yeah. bring the thunder, yep. too. 
you know, so it's two completely different beasts. And I, I've, you know, I've been exposed to this one. You know, it's kind of crazy because, like I said, I never in a million years thought I'd be doing what, what you guys were all doing out there, playing those long sets and doing the full shows. Not that we want to do marathon shows. I mean, two hours is pretty nice. Two hours is a nice nice length for a set because you can just put all the bangers yep. in there. Or if you're playing at a place where it's all sit-down stuff, you can put all the nice, calm, chill songs sure. in there and put a couple a couple other ones in there. Like, we've learned to, uh, to end most of our sets where it's like a, a rowdier crowd. It's like, well, we're putting this song at the end because we know what song it's going to be. You yep. know, we're going to mash up a few few songs and ham it up real good at the end there. And, you Heck know, yeah. we're, we're starting, like you said, we're starting to figure out how to tailor that set list to people and, and, and the crowd or the venue or whatever, you know. And it's... Uh, All parties are happy. Yeah, exactly. It's the so, goal. So, yeah. Um, once again, I'll just say it again. Check out Jesse's stuff at Jesse Wilson Music online pretty much anywhere. He's got... A music video. You got two music videos. One music video. One I music. Got one, one music, music video, video. But I got some covers that I just did phone phone yeah. videos for you. There's some live videos. We just went through a bunch of different live videos. You'll probably end up chopping some of those up yep. and toss them online toss too them here. On YouTube. So you know, keep that in mind if you're looking for other stuff on YouTube to watch. Jesse's got some stuff on YouTube to watch. Uh, the YouTube channel. You've believe it or not, we like we redid it that one day. You and I sitting down. We I like showed you how to do some of that stuff, and then yeah. then you just put something out there like, "Hey, we beefed up the YouTube channel," and it was like you went from like fifty to subscribers to like ninety, yeah, like, like in like a Pretty week. Awesome. And it was like nice, Pretty awesome. nice, you know. So it's cool, you know. I uh, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to sit down and play music with you and and do things like that, you know. And it's, you, it's nice to share this journey with you and and grow and change with you absolutely and, and see how much better you're getting at it because that's something like. I, I just have to say that almost on every single show. It's just like, man, four months ago, I mean, you've been doing this solo style stuff, singer songwriter stuff for about a year or so now, yep. but like I haven't, I've only been with you for about half the journey and it's, it's wild to see how much better you've gotten. Not that you weren't good to begin with, but there were some growing pains in the beginning there, but it still it's, is. but it's wild to see how good you've gotten. And now yeah. it's just like, other, I, it's to the point now where it's like, I don't even have to be here anymore if I don't really want to. You know, Jesse, <laughs> right. could, Jesse could do this all on he his own. He, he could bring some other guitarist in if he wants to, and it would be just as good, you know, and it's, that's nothing against my abilities. And, you know, and I'm not saying Jesse's so good, he, he's, he could be a super mega star <laughs> or whatever, but like, it's cool to see how awesome you've gotten in such a short amount of time. Thank you for the kind words, man. Yeah. You know, some of that comes back down to the fact we're playing three shows in a weekend that, sometimes that or whatever. So that helps. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I'll just say once again, I appreciate you sitting down with me and, yeah. uh, Invite me to play so much live music with you. It's absolutely a, it's a ball. Appreciate so. you coming. Yep. Thanks, man. You bet. Oh, baby, that's another episode in the bank. Gotta say, huge shout out to my buddy Jesse. You know, like I said in the episode a million times over, and like I said in the intros, you know, it's really cool to see how far he's progressed. And uh, the two of us have had, you know, quite a bit of different. Yeah, we're, we're very different people, you know. I also said it in the episode, he's a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll, but that doesn't mean Jesse doesn't like to rock out himself, you know. He, he's played, when he played in his uh, cover band before all of this, you know, they played a lot of, you know, 90s rock and, and early 2000s rock songs and things like that. So he's no, he's, you know, he's no spring chicken when it comes to playing the rock music. So that's, you know, that's another fun thing about his songs is, is he's not just saying, okay, we got to play country music, and we got to play it exactly like this, and it's got to be really, really country style, you know? So we, we both throw a little bit of what we've got, you know, and we bring it to the table, and, and we make something that's all completely brand new. So you get this little rockin' country with a little bit of bluesy feel to it, and depending on who else shows up, you know, if I can't make the show, he brings in another guitarist, and that's one of the other fun things is they get to add their, you know, spice into the mix, and, 
and every time you go to a show it, it's a little bit different depending on who's in the crowd and what's going on so it's really kind of neat to have all that kind of going on and and it's just it's just awesome to see somebody else progressing into the music scene and, and making a name for themselves and uh, you know Jesse's not shy about giving shout outs and he, you know it's one of the funnest things about going to the shows and, and you know we like to banter with each other when we're on stage and we're kind of getting more comfortable doing that you know and and interacting with the crowd and and I, you know I'm not shy about you know if there's another musician in the crowd it's like hey you want to come up and play some leads on a couple songs and and Jesse's cool with it too and you know he's getting really good at being flexible up on stage uh, as far as you know different person playing leads or something like that or giving me the space to play the leads I want to or we're kind of you know have this thing we're starting to realize we can we don't even have to talk to each other on stage where it's like if he knows I'm ripping a solo and it's going good it's just like well let him go another round with it or whatever you know so it's really cool check it out check out all of his information down below go to his Facebook page or his Instagram page or check out his YouTube channel for that music video or to check out some of his his studio stuff unless you have uh, Spotify you can find it on there or wherever you listen to music just search for Jesse Wilson and find his find his tunes there he's got more tunes in the books he's always he's always working on new tunes he's got a bunch of them that are about half done he's you know we play them live but he's working on this the studio versions of them so it's really gonna be kind of cool to see what those come out sounding like because uh, even on the studio versions he brings in different musicians and collaborates with different people and you know it's just really cool to, to have I just think what he's doing is really neat just based on that fact you know he's, he's involving different people in the community from different genres and, and bringing them in to play you know different instruments on different songs and and it really doesn't matter who it is if, if you got any sort of talent or any sort of drive or desire to, to jump in and do some of this stuff he'll he'll bring you in you know, I've recorded some of the scratch tracks for some of his studio work, and none of my stuff has really made it onto the the studio songs. But that, you know, I'm I'm all right with that, you know, because it's it's just whoever ends up being the one that he picks, because he'll he'll have a diff- couple different people lay down leads, or a couple different people lay down the bass lines, or whoever, and and whatever fits the best for the song when you know he's trying to get it out there is who gets to be chosen. And I know he's done that with a couple of hip hop artists as far as bringing them in and letting them spit a few bars on a couple songs and and sometimes one guy gets chosen and other times another guy gets chosen and uh you know it's one of those blending of the styles things that he does that really kind of makes his music intriguing it's not it's not just country you know and it's not just uh, rock and roll or whatever you know it's it's a little bit of mishmash of every single thing that's going on and and uh you know he's starting to realize like maybe i can keep some of these outtakes on on these songs you know when people are just up there it's like well record a take on this and and they kind of goof off, you know, and it's like, you know, since we're not doing the old school reel-to-reel analog thing where we have to clip stuff apart and tape it all back together and do all that stuff, it's, you know, he's got all these uh, awkward weirdo takes of things where he, he might be able to make remixes of these songs eventually. So that's one of the other cool things, I think. You know, he's got a lot of stuff he's working on, a lot of stuff hanging out in the background there that's it's going to end up being really neat. So uh, hats off to him. Check out all of his information down below. Yeah, this is. Uh, I gotta say thanks to everybody that listens to these episodes. Thanks to everybody that comes out to the shows and uh, hits up Jesse for more bookings. You know, my my schedule's starting to fill up quite a bit with with playing shows with Jesse. And uh, I just gotta say, you know, thanks to him for inviting me along, and thanks to everybody for enjoying the tunes and, and getting involved in the shows. You know, I met a lot of really cool people doing the podcast, and not only that, but I've met a lot of really cool people playing shows with Jesse. So. Thank you very much to Jesse uh, on behalf of me for for that. And I got to say thanks to all the people that listen to the podcast each and every week. If you want to support the podcast, you can do it monetarily by checking out the shop. There is a link for that down below, the Audible Farm shop. We've got t-shirts, 
a very small selection of hoodies and there's also these decals down there down below as well all sorts of different styles and, and things like that if you want to support the patreon page and watch the video versions of this video versions of the podcast are available it's a dollar a month there's going to be roughly four episodes a month so that's like a quarter an episode that's twelve dollars a year i mean it's really not too much to ask if you just guys just want to watch some video versions of the podcast otherwise um if you want to support non-monetarily the easiest way to do that would be to you know subscribe to the youtube channel or to or to share the pages that you that you watch us on or just share the posts of your favorite episodes or uh maybe even leave a review wherever you're listening to it or uh just interact in any way online any of that stuff kind of helps the algorithms out and things like that so if you want to support and you don't want to do it monetarily there are other ways to go about doing it so check that out um, I gotta say thanks to everybody for doing what they do and uh, working hard out there in the music scene and listening to the episodes and supporting one another. That's what it's all about. So, uh, yeah, thanks. I'll check you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>